ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி பர்சீவ் த நோபிள் வர்ச்சூஸ் ஆஃப் அ கப்பல் அஸ் டெபிக்டட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் புறநானூறு த்ரீ டுவெண்ட்டி சிக்ஸ் பென் Tangal Porkollanar. The verse is situated in the category of Vagaitinai or Victory and presents a vivid scene around a Sangam home in the woods. Oor Muduveli Parnadai Verugin Irulpagai Veriya Naga Ilam Pedai Uyir Nadukutru Pulavittu Aratra சிறையும் சற்றையும் புடையுணல் எழுந்த Paruthi Pendin Siru Thee Vilakkathu கவிர்ப்பூ நெற்றி சேவலின் தனியும் அருமிழை இருக்கையதுவே மனைவியும் வேட்டச்சிராஅர் சேன்புலம் படராது படப்பை கொண்ட குருந்தாள் உடும்பின் விழுக்கணினம் பெய்த தயிர்கண்மிதவை யானர் நல்லவை பாணரொடு ஓராங்கு வருவிருந்து அயரும் விருப்பினள் கிழவனும் அருஞ்சமம் ததைய தாக்கி பெருஞ்சமத்து அண்ணல் யானை அணிந்த பொன்சை ஓடை பெரும் பரிசீலனே a verse that makes you feel as if you're in the midst of a midnight prowl the poet's words can be translated as follows near an ajol fence around town strides a nimble-footed wild cat fearing its enemy in the dark a young female hen trembles and starts crying out opening its throat wide to clean and clear the debris of cotton seeds rises a cotton working girl and she lights up a small lamp in the light of this lamp seeing the rooster with a comb akin to a coral flower the hen's fear subsides in that place surrounded by rare sacred forests here the wife takes the short-legged monitor lizard which was caught by the hunter's children without going afar within the village itself and adds that fatty meat to curd to prepare a flavorful dish along with many other delicacies she then wishes to spread this feast for bards who come there seeking As for her husband, in the midst of a huge battle, he attacks with fierceness and brings home the golden ornament worn by the esteemed elephant to give away as a great gift to those very bards. Let's delve into and delight in these details. The poet starts by focusing on a fence laid around the village and describes it as being there from ancient times. This casual observation tells us that the village being spoken about here had been settled long ago in a period much before this Sangam era which happens to be ancient to us returning to reality from the wonder of the archaeological revelation in these lines we see an intense wildcat prowling around near the fence or maybe it appears so in the mind of a young hen inside the village this hen thinking about the wild cat's intentions is filled with worry about its little ones and with its entire life on a quiver it starts crying out aloud as if its throat is about to be torn with that effort either startled by that sound or on her own accord a girl who had been spinning cotton rises up to clear the debris all around because of the sifting of the cotton and dropping of the seeds within 
It's dark and so she lights up a lamp. Now, in the glow of that light, our frightened hen catches a glimpse of its mate, the rooster, whom the poet describes as having flowers from the Indian coral tree on the top of its head. If you pause for a moment and check out this tree, also known as tiger claw tree, you will be amazed by the similarity of the tree's radiant red flowers and the comb atop a rooster's head. Reverting to where we left off, that frightened hen seeing its rooster sleeping without a care, as perhaps all males normally do, calms down, the poet connects. He has been describing this fascinating scene only to talk about the village of the Lord and turns the attention to the activities of the Lord's wife, who is seen accepting monitor lizards hunted down by the crafty children of hunters whom we have been meeting often in these recent verses. The poet adds in nuanced details about their hunt, saying they didn't even have to go far for it and found what they wanted within the village itself. Taking the flesh of that prey, the lady then mixes that with curd and prepares a delicious dish with many other accompaniments, adds the poet. She does this not because she or her family can gorge on it, but because she wants to spread a feast to supplicants who came seeking the Lord's patronage. If that's her attitude, as for her husband, the Lord, he is one who fells the enemy king's elephants in the battlefield and returns claiming the rich golden ornaments worn by those battle beasts. He too does not want to hoard those trophies for himself, but gives it away to those bards who come to his door, the poet concludes. And thus we find that these Sangam people, be it men or women, were of one mind when it came to showering hospitality on those who came to their homes. That was the prime mover of all their actions in life, at least according to the Sangam poets we have read. A fascinating verse which reveals to us facets about animals in the wild and at home, meaty delicacies and motivations of a single-minded Sangam couple. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and minds. Please visit nandinikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until Next time, Nandri Vanakkam.